You're listening to the New Life Church Podcast, where we are passionate about helping you connect to your God-given purpose. To learn more about New Life Church, including our service times in Canton, Georgia, visit us online at newlifecanton.com. Praise the Lord. Here we are. Can you believe it? It is Christmas Eve. We have arrived. Another year has almost passed. You know, I love when Sunday falls on Christmas Eve, and it won't happen again for several more years. But today, we have the opportunity, kind of before the last of the parties begin and all the presents are unwrapped, to focus our hearts, to ready our souls for what tomorrow really is all about. I'm currently reading a book someone gave me called The Paradise King by Blaine Eldridge. Some of you are familiar with John Eldridge. This is his son. It's a fascinating book, a fascinating journey through some of the high points of the Bible that he provides. And he goes back seamlessly from commentary, talking about the stories and commenting scholarly things, to writing about them, rewriting, kind of in a storybook fashion. I love it. I want to read a short passage from that book about Mary I want to, <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> I want to read a short passage from the book about Mary and her encounter with Gabriel, and then later with her encounter with her cousin or her aunt Elizabeth. So I would like everyone, I know there's a lot of us, I know we have our elementary kids in here, but everybody try to be still, lean in and listen, because listen, folks, this is why we're here. Amen. This is what really counts this morning. So this is taken from this book. There was a peasant girl named Mary, Miriam, a descendant of two priestly orders. Her name is very old. It is of Egyptian origin. It is the name of Moses' sister. It means bitterness, as in bitterness of slavery. But it also means beloved. And beloved was the king's title. Beloved was David's name. It was also Solomon's designation. Josiah's mother was also beloved. When Gabriel appeared to a virgin named Beloved, any Jew worth her salt would have known something momentous was about to happen. She was in the shade of her house. She had only just poured a little stale water into the garden when suddenly a bright light shone and a sound rang out like quivering glass. Mary turned and Gabriel was there. Greetings, O favored one, he said. The Lord is with you. Mary laid a hand on her chest. Her dark eyes were wide. Every cell in her body stood at attention. Gabriel lowered his hand from a heavenly gesture of greeting. And he said, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. He explained the plan, and when he did, his face shone like the sun in the morning. You will conceive and bear a son. He spread his arms, and in one hand was empty. The other held a blooming spear carved from the wood of paradise. You will call his name Jesus, Yeshua, salvation. He will be great. He will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will, be, will give to him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob 
forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. Mary had to steady herself. She put a hand up on the wall. The annunciation, this announcement is like a hymn of praise and her heartbeat affirmation to every word the angel said. But how can this be? I have never known a man. Gabriel lowered his arms. The Holy Spirit will fall upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. He said more, and Mary, without reservation, agreed with all of it. Here I am, she said, your servant, a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me as you have said. And so it was. Mary was pregnant. And that is a miracle. But even so, Mary had to get out of town. If anyone found out, they would most likely kill her. That's why later on, when the census came, Joseph had to take Mary, nine months pregnant, all the way to Bethlehem because it was not safe for her to stay behind. But before that, Mary hurried up to her aunt's home, the safe hearth of Elizabeth and Zechariah, who wouldn't disclose a secret even on the pain of death. Besides, Zechariah had recently gone mute. You know the story. When Mary appeared in the door, Elizabeth wondered if she was going into labor for the child in her womb leapt. Yeah. But it was, it was not labor. It was a greeting. Mary, Elizabeth said. And then she couldn't get out a word for another minute. Then she finally managed to say, blessed are you among Women, but who am I that the mother of our Lord should come to me? They clasped hands and laughed together, for at that moment they were among the very few who knew what Yahweh had done. What we've just been reading about this morning and what it is we're celebrating in this season is the first advent, the first coming of Jesus. It's called the incarnation. That word literally means in the flesh. In the flesh. Folks, it's a miracle. It's a mystery. And it separates Christianity from all other world religions. No other God came down. Yeah, go ahead. Let's praise him this morning. You see, the incarnation reveals the true heart of our Father. It reveals beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is with us and God is for us. But it, most of all, it reveals how much he loves us. Paul says in Philippians 2.6, Though Jesus was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God 
elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, somebody say Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The incarnation. The word became flesh. Church, come on. This is why we celebrate. This is why we are here. This is why we worship. This is why we sing the songs of Christmas. Jesus is Emmanuel. God is with us. Amen, amen. Come on, hallelujah. So listen, at work, kids at school, at home or with family that don't know Jesus, when they ask you, what is God like? You don't have to point to a bunch of, of dusty rules and regulations. You can point to a person. We point to Jesus. He is the perfect picture, the perfect picture of what God is like, how he loves, how he addresses us, how he desires us. God is mysterious. God is bigger than the universe. But in the person of Jesus, we find out that almighty God was willing to come down, was willing to become one of us, talk our language, eat our food, share our sufferings, and die for our sins. Why? Why would a God who has everything, he is self-sustaining, he is all in all, he is I am that I am, why would a God like that sacrifice so much? Because beyond the power, beyond the glory, beyond the creativity, beyond the wisdom, church is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus came, born as a baby in a lowly manger, so that we could know him personally, love him deeply, and follow him daily. We're about to sit at the Lord's table and celebrate communion together. But before we do, I'd like for you to bow your heads in prayer. Would you do that? Everyone, eyes closed. If you were challenged and are encouraged by today's message, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you find us. To experience other messages, videos, and live events, visit us online at newlifecanton.com. And again, thank you for listening to the New Life Church Podcast.